Hello and welcome to the Hybrid Podcast. Uh, today we've got a continuation on last week's episode on how to survive Christmas um, with how to get drunk not fat at Christmas, which is a very important topic. Um, got lots of very, very useful practical takeaways. Uh, but first, the only announcement of the day, Hybrid Games is this Saturday. It's very exciting, very Ooh. big announcement. Uh, and there is still time to register uh, yourself as an individual or a team. There is. Four, if um, if you can drag three mates with you to the hybrid games. If you or, can't drag three mates, you could just bring one mate and then join No, it's else. either you or a full two team. mates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one or four, no in between. Nope, not useful. Uh, that's not true, it's very useful. Bring as many people as you can. Um, for the hybrid games and we're going to make teams on the day and it's going to be excellent fun have you got all the events sorted yet? Um, kind of no <laughs> <laughs> well it depends on how many, it depends on how many teams actually show up because like the first event is going to be some sort of strength element so it depends on how many bars we need second one's going to be like a CV thing protein bars protein bars so it depends if there's if there's like actually eight teams or ten teams, then using an air bike would just be really difficult. Really hard, yeah. Mm. Using an air bike, the, stru- the, the, stru- the structure's there, <laughs> <laughs> but the actual uh, it might just be burpees. <laughs> Excellent, lovely. Uh, no, it would definitely won't be just burpees. First team to do a thousand burpees, <clears throat> synchronized, not even team total. Oh. That would be, so, that'd be so awful, wouldn't it? Imagine, imagine making people do that. It'd be so terrible. I'd hate to do it, but I'd also be so picky about making sure they were synchronised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I used to do CrossFit, if like we'd program synchronised burpees, mm-hmm. do synchronised burpees. It's not hard, is it? Just be on the floor at the same time. Mm-hmm. And you got to stand up at the same time. Well, yeah, but... Like, being on the floor is the key. The key. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, can true. imagine you being really, really militant with that. Well, I won't write synchronised burpees if I don't want you to synchronise them. <laughs> That's like me writing back squats or getting it and then someone just being like, nah, I'm just doing lunges. <laughs> it's just not a back squat, is it? Well, I would it's let not. most of my clients do that if they wanted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lunges yeah. Of squats, to be fair. I'm far more militant with pointless exercises than I am with <laughs> actually good ones, apparently. Synchronised burpees are pointless. Mm. Synchronise anything is literally pointless. It's li- unless, it's... unless you've got a worm on your shoulders and then you have to do it. Mm. But even then, making it synchronised... Well, it makes it it's, it's impossibly hard if you don't synchronise it. Though. Exactly, so there's no need to specify it needs to be synchronised. If you don't do it synchronised, you're slower. Yeah. So you're doing worse anyway. Uh, it's not pointless from the point... Well, it depends why it's been programmed. It? It's, it's pointless specifying that it needs to be synchronised, agreed. No, because if but you had like, and I obviously have never competed at like CrossFit, but if you had a pairs competition at CrossFit and the workout was synchronized muscle ups or something, mm-hmm. like you're just testing how well they can synchronize, which is just a, a fine thing to test for in a random competition. Because teams that train together more often would be better at it. So it doesn't make the exercise any different for the stimulus it gives you, but if you if it's a, if you're competing, it's just another thing you can compete, like another skill that is being tested, isn't it? Ali's brain's working really hard because <laughs> you can't you can't argue with that. 
I'm writing a competition and I want to test how well you and your partner can synchronise muscle-ups. I, th- I think it's a very fair thing to then test synchronise muscle-ups. Mm. No? You think you can prove that you're good at synchronised muscle-ups without doing synchronised muscle-ups? No, but the... the, the making something synchronised... Yeah. ...is a little bit pointless. It just means you have to work at the slower person's pace. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's what they're doing, isn't it? Yeah, but it's they're, they're, it's a team competition. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I, I, I. That's it. Just is what it is. <laughs> like, mm. it's like playing rugby, but making sure everyone is exactly the same, like skill set before you play. <laughs> of course, you have people with mixed skill sets, didn't you? So it's a, like a test of teamwork, not a test of like physical ability. Anyway, <laughs> that may or may not get cut out of the final episode. Um, fact of the day. Uh, apparently, this is the most, if you Google most interesting fact in the world, this is the most interesting, we were running low, <laughs> by the way. Uh, this is the most interesting fact in the world. Uh, what are the, where can you not buy Coca-Cola? Uh, I don't know, but interesting <laughs> fact also about Coca-Cola is one of the top is one of the three most said wor- words in the world. Is it? Along with maybe top top two actually. Coke or Coca-Cola? Uh, don't know. When I read the fact ages ago, it was Coca-Cola, but to be fair, I probably would expect it to be Coke. Coke and Coca-Cola would probably be like they would be considered the same word in this instance. What, what were the other words? Okay. <laughs> Coke and I said more than okay. Uh, no, okay said more. And the, surely. Uh, well, no, because it's okay is like a universal, universally spoke across lots of different languages. Ah. And so is Coke. So it is. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Whereas the, I'm sure, it's a different word for the in French. Le. Okay. Name me two countries <laughs> where that might not be the case. What do you mean? Where Coke might not be so widely said. Um, that's a good question. <laughs> This is this is if you think about it quite easy to work out. Antarctica. That's not a country. country. China. You've now no. lost. I want to say to ever talk about geography again. Damn it! I feel like Tokyo's sold in China, but China would be easy. Uh, oh, so no. North Korea. You didn't specify Correct. country at the start. I said two countries just then. Is it China, North Korea. Uh, no, it's North Korea. China. Oh. It's sold in China, right? It's sold in yeah. China. Um, two countries. Hmm. North Korea is a fairly easy one. You said it was going to be mm-hmm. easy. And if is the other one it as easy? It's as easy. Country. It Country. doesn't sell Coke. Doesn't sell Coke. Does it sell Pepsi? Uh, I doubt it does. Okay. I doubt it sells any. What other large, like weird uh, communist American. or Russia? Nope. Terrible shout. Yeah. Sorry, mate. It's kind of aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a bad day, Tom. <laughs> Antarctica and Russia. <laughs> Um, <laughs> You're gonna be quite upset with yourself. Aren't you? Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, Cuba. No, I wouldn't have said Cuba actually. No. Yeah. I was thinking one of the stands. Stands. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, apparently um, Cuba and North Korea are the only two countries in the world you can't buy Coca-Cola. Cuba is... Have you, have you seen any of the documentaries on Cuba? No. Apparently in Cuba, right, you can only buy... Because the whole country is still really communist. You can only buy this terrible cheese sandwich from, like, um, most uh, places that sell food. Really? Awful. And the, the, uh, it's, I was watching this BBC documentary the other day, and um, because obviously the whole country's communist, the mo- guess what? Guess what? The one of the most lucrative uh, jobs you can do in Cuba is what is paid. What what like general profession is paid the highest? Cheese sandwich maker. No, they're paid really low. <laughs> So this, they're paid more than doctors by about 10 times, I think, or something like that. Bid men. Uh, taxi drivers. It's the one of the only things that has a uh, private, um, is in the private sector rather than the public sector. I can't remember the reason why. Um, but yeah, you can, most taxi drivers are like um, lawyers or doctors because they could actually afford to have bought their own car. <laughs> oh, right. That's crazy. We got a car. I'm like, we Man. have to keep it killing. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Apparently the food is awful, though. I like cheese sandwiches. Just quickly Google a terrible Cuba cheese sandwich. Look how bad it looks. I'm, I'm not going to do that because we're not allowed to make extra noise. Has he got Siri on this? Hey, Siri. <laughs> <laughs> no, but your phone has. <laughs> right. Let's get started. <laughs> uh, so, drinking. How to get drunk, not fat over Christmas. Get drunk, not fat. I can't be your designated driver. <laughs> <laughs> Siri just told us that they can't be our designated driver, unfortunately. They? You reckon it's a they? Well, I didn't know that sounded like a man. It was a man. Oh, uh, I thought Siri was always a girl. You can choose your gender. Uh, so you can get Siri to... Uh, you can tell it to what name to call you. <laughs> yeah, mine calls me Supreme Leader. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, Simpsons episode, isn't it? Oh, it's from Star Wars, actually. Supreme, Supreme Leader Snook. 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 Hmm. <laughs> uh, so, drinking over Christmas, <laughs> this is going so badly. Tablet's in. So useless so far. <laughs> Just remember to put a timestamp on it. If you so, want real information on getting drunk, not fat at Christmas, but this, this is a the whole ep, this general no. episode is a a fairly relaxed episode, so I think that we can we can give ourselves a break here. Why is it you have to say to get serious to sing Queen? Oh, you just got to say, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I see a little silhouette of a man. Hold on. I see a little silhouette of a man. Scaramouche, Scaramouche. Will you do the Fandango? Thunderbolt and lightning. This is Australian. Very, very frightening me. Galileo. 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 Oh my god. Galileo Figaro Magnifico. I'm just a poor assistant. Nobody God, stop me. it. It's just a poor assistant this from a poor family. This has gone so derailed. This monstrosity. Easy come. Easy go. Will you let me go? Miss Miller. No. We will not let you go. Oh gosh. Oh, just stop it. Tom, stop it. <laughs> Turn now. it off, please. 
can also ask it what zero divided by zero is, but I'll leave that one for you to do. That's a good one. And it beatboxes, isn't it? Cool. Yeah, uh, we'll retitle this episode. How to get the most out of your iPhone? Um, have you not heard two beatbox? I don't think I have. Oh, Tom! We'll save that for next we'll time. Save that one. We'll save that one. Give him something to come back for. Yeah. So, um, getting drunk, not fat. So, what's the one way you can get drunk, not fat? Uh, there's lots of ways. I think it's like... Is there lots of ways? No. It's <laughs> basically one way. There's lots of... There's lots of techniques you can techniques use. Techniques you can use. It really is. Hmm. But it's the same way as doing anything and not getting fat. Yeah. Well, how, how do you not get fat? Don't eat too many calories. Mm. Unfortunately. <laughs> right. Great. Ruin the episode. <laughs> but I think like the main thing is, like we said last week, uh figure out how much you're actually worried about that over Christmas or at any given point mm. like, if you're going to go out um, and if you're not all that worried then maybe just enjoy Christmas yeah, and, for sure. and you know you don't need to stress about all this stuff anyway really so alcohol's got uh, seven calories per gram which is pretty substantial really when you consider that that's almost the same as fat which is very very calorie dense at nine calories per gram um and then carbs and fats come in around the same at four calories per gram so alcohol is very 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 calorific and if you're gonna just eat the same and then add alcohol on top of that you're going to get fatter over christmas that's a guarantee if you just eat exactly the same as you normally do and then you add in like what over the course of Christmas? What do you reckon a, a normal amount, a normal person would drink over the course of Christmas? Amount of drinks, do you reckon? Per day? Uh, just like... Maybe in, in, in total, in, in total over the course of the whole month. What do you reckon a, a normal amount would be? You'd probably go out or like drink two or three nights a week, maybe. You reckon that many times? Yeah, yeah. yeah. For and sure, then what's average people. of between sort of three and five drinks? There'd be times when it'd be like 20. Yeah. Maybe times and it'll be less, maybe, or not? I reckon it's got to average at least five, I reckon, yeah. most people, yeah. Yeah, probably. Take three like times one, five, one big night and then a couple of nights where it's just yeah. like a few casuals. Which that's Bri, shouldn't we? <laughs> Brian, <laughs> Brian might well. be an outlier. <laughs> Us and Bri is the, the sample is terrible. <laughs> We'd be like, one set of outliers, you'd have Bri as the other set. Did he ever go to bed or was he still drinking? <laughs> So you reckon sixty drinks then as all as a, as an average, yeah. Over the course yeah, of so you see, I, I would say that's probably a, a low estimate, a local estimate really, of course, of the whole month. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you take the average drink is about two hundred and twenty-five calories, that's about between a beer and a wine. Uh, yeah. 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 Average drink like that. That's a lot of calories, isn't it? Really. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. Even if you assume it's a bit lower, and assume the average so is two hundred. Average, most, average at 200. Most, most people are drinking pints or yeah. glasses of wine, aren't they? So yeah. average at 200. Yeah. E- even if you opt for like the lowest calorie options like vodka mm-hmm. and a diet mixer, like what's the bottle of vodka having it? Like 1,600 calories? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but vodka, well, vo- vodka is the lowest calorie mixer you can basically have. Other things are the same calories, but if we just take vodka as the base, base that's like, what, 55 calories per 25 mil? Yeah. Yeah. Just push up. Um, but yeah, so if you take 200 calories as an average, 
60 drinks. That's 12,000 calories extra over December, which is quite a lot of fat. Quite a lot of fat. If you assume that everything else yeah. is maintenance. If you do everything else in maintenance, that's 1.7 grams of fat, kilograms of fat, you would gain. So let's assume that, like, like we were saying, like keeping your goals in mind, if you're okay being 1.7 to let's double it, three yeah. kilos heavier at the end of December, if you're okay with that and then getting back on the horse, in, in January and carrying on with like putting yourself in a bit of a deficit that's not really that bad actually yeah I agree yeah, so, so potentially you can do a lot of damage yeah. but if you're not all that bothered not in a huge like fat loss phase or anything at the moment that's that's probably absolutely fine yeah definitely like you were saying last week keep keep training up mm-hmm. keep training like three four times a week and you'd be absolutely fine to carry it, just get back on it in January yeah definitely so that's the main thing one of the main things to take away is that depending on your goals, this might not even need to be something you worry about. Yeah. Um, but we're going to go through a few things you can do to sort of minimise that imp- impact if you actually wanted to. Yeah. Uh, and then it's probably worth bearing in mind a little bit that when it comes to like fat loss and minimising any fat you put on, that getting drunk itself is potentially a little bit different to just having a drink every now and again. So if you're just having like one or two drinks a night, the main thing to take into consideration is just the calories that are in them. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't really have to worry about some of the other stuff that can be an issue with like drinking a load of alcohol and getting hammered. But um, so like if you're just gonna have a couple of glasses of wine at the meal, then maybe just eat a bit less in the day. Just use the, those sort of like normal tactics you would use whenever you're going out for a meal um, to sort of inc- yeah. incorporate that. But moving on to actually getting drunk, uh, there's then a few different things that like come into play with alcohol. So um, when you uh, get drunk, some of the metabolites of alcohol, when they get into your blood, I'm not going to say them because we had about a five minute (laughs) (laughs) conversation. Uh, Acetate and acetaldehyde. 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 That's a long word, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, they get into your blood and they basically um, minimise or like completely shut down like lipolysis all through your body, like your ability to use fat as a fuel. They basically do completely shut off lipolysis. Lipolysis is just um, just fat burning, basically, like yeah. utilising fat for fuel. Uh, so the fact that you can't actually use fat for fuel means that any fatty acids that are in your blood are almost certainly going to be stored as fat. So... Um, like if you do happen to be in a surplus, it's going to be a lot, lot easier for food to be stored as fat. Yeah. So like all the all the dietary like when you when you, um, it's quite funny really. Like if you hear people say, ah, uh, oh, so we've done podcasts on this before, but we'll just go into it a little bit more. Like if you're comparing um, carbohydrate like a carbohydrate high like high diet to a high fat diet, and you're saying which is better for fat loss, the reality is they're both identical when it comes to how much fat you stand to lose. Um, but you'll hear a lot of keto uh, zealots, or just people who just, just keep people who think keto's great, say, oh, you'll eat more fat and you'll burn more fat. And the reality is, that is actually true. You do genuinely use more fat for fuel if you eat more fat, but that does not equate to more body fat loss um, because you're simply just utilizing more of the dietary fat that you eat um, to then be used as energy. And likewise, when you've got a diet that's higher in carbohydrate, you just utilise more of that carbohydrate for fuel. Um, and so it all boils down to calories in, calories out still. So when you drink alcohol, um, 
alcohol is metabolized by your liver and then the things that it's broken down into you have to get rid of them because they're essentially poison and so they are preferentially like gotten rid of uh, and it basically just shuts off fat burning and all the fat that you've previously well that you've just eaten that's going around in in your blood is just stored as body fat really really easily because dietary fat is stored as body fat really easily nothing needs to be changed really just goes to how um how fat do you reckon how much extra fat do you reckon someone trying to be keto over christmas could accrue (laughs) (laughs) you're drinking drinking as well drinking mcts and drinking alcohol gosh you could get really fat. Yeah, you could do a serious amount of damage. <laughs> if you're eating like proper keto percentages yeah. of like, that'd be a really bad idea. Oh. I only just thought of that. It's like, um. But like, I think like the main take home from that is that if you know you're going to be drinking um, in a night, it's probably a really good idea to particularly minimize fat yeah. in the run up to that, in the day leading up to it. And also to be in a deficit, uh, which you, you're probably like going to be trying to do anyway. If you know you're going to go out and drink a load of alcohol, potentially eat some food, you're probably going to have uh, tried to fast up to that point, if you listened to last week's mm-hmm. episode. Um, but also particularly minimising how much fat you eat that day, so that you don't have any fatty acids in your blood that will just sort of be laid down as fat, even if you are in a deficit. So um, what like example meals could you eat? If you, let's say I'm going at it and starting drinking at seven and I want to be as, and I want to get very drunk at seven o'clock uh, what am I going to do don't eat anything all yeah. day yeah <laughs> no but like have a couple of protein shakes and some some like veg in the day basically uh-huh. but um, you probably do want to have an empty stomach for reasons that will come on to this gets very nuanced actually yeah, yeah let's do that Depending now my goal right now is to get as smashed as possible and get as little extra fat as possible okay let's set up Two two situations in December, okay? Right. One one is situation Ali. Yeah. He wants to go out. His sole goal is to get hammered and minimise fat gain. Correct. Uh, and then there's Tom and me, who... Are, and then there's me. Tom likes to drink. I'm going out with my <laughs> mates, and I am well aware that I don't have the backbone to stand up to social peer pressure and say <laughs> no to a drink. Um, so I'm probably going to drink quite a lot, but I really don't want to, and I want to minimise the impact. So... Ali and me. We'll go through Ali first, okay? Because there's going to be different strategies for each. So Maximal drunkness. Maximal minimal drunkness, fatness. Minimal fatness. <laughs> <laughs> so Ali probably wants to have an empty empty stomach at this... Uh, at the get-go. Commencement of drinking. <laughs> um, because he wants uh, as little time as possible in transit from, for the alcohol to go from his stomach to his liver, be broken down and get into his blood. Mm-hmm. So he wants to have loads and loads of alcohol in his blood as soon as possible so it can cross his brain barrier and get him hammered and he can have a great time. So in the run up to that, he probably is just going to hit MPS, have some protein, maybe two or three times throughout the day. So seven o'clock, you're going to start drinking? Seven o'clock, I'm going to start drinking. So what time are you waking up? Uh, wake up at, let's say I'm, I'm, I'm up at five. You're up at five? Okay, yeah. so you could hit MPS. Five, nine, one... Ooh, would you risk it and go again? Yeah, you'd go <laughs> like, again. You'd probably yeah, you'd go again. Definitely go again. Go at five yeah. and then stop eating. So he's hit MPS four times. It's a solid day it's anyway. Not, it's not bad. Yeah. Um, uh, and with the first three meals, maybe have some sort of uh, fibre. So like frozen veg, frozen broccoli, or some like frozen berries or something like yeah. that. Um, 
Yeah. So that and then last meal, avoid the fibre. Yeah. No fibre in the last meal. Why no fibre in the last meal? Because uh, you don't want to have the, any of that left in your gut when you start um, drinking. Mm-hmm. So like you said, you want that. Ali wants that alcohol to get from his stomach, through his liver, into his blood, across his brain barrier, ASAP, with as little interference as possible. Um, so that's, that, that, that's in the lead up and then ah, also the other thing that plays into this is Ali's going to want to try and drink mm-hmm. all of his drinks pretty much in one go because um, <laughs> he wants all of the alcohol as we said getting straight to his brain as soon as possible if you space your drinks out what's going to happen is um, your liver's going to uh, process sort of a higher percentage of the alcohol going through it it can only process a certain amount at any one time um, so it's going to process a higher percentage of each drink if you space them out. Um, so you'll get sort of less total alcohol reaching his brain. Because the less the, drunkness. Less drunkness, which is not what he wants. Mm, well, maximum drunkness. <laughs> Me, on the other hand, I want to basically minimise the damage. I want to minimise any poor choices I'm going to make. I want to not get too hammered and also minimise fat loss. So I'm going to have probably a fairly similar day to Ali for most of the day. Uh, just lean protein, so egg whites, chicken, or protein shakes throughout the day. Um, the difference starts at that last meal, which I'm going to try and have a little bit closer. Basically 6.30 before the boys come and pick me up in the taxi. And I'm still trying to think of a last minute excuse to get out of it. I'm going to eat a huge, huge, huge amount of frozen veg and chicken breast. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got a lot of protein and fibre in my gut um, and then when I start drinking I'm going to basically actively avoid drinking at any point when the boys aren't singing Get It Down You Zulu Warrior <laughs> <laughs> um, because I want as much time between my drinks as possible so that I, my liver has a chance to process as much of the alcohol as it can um, and also that big meal of protein and fibre sitting in my gut is going to slow down the rate at which alcohol moves from my stomach through my intestines to my liver um, and that's going to mean that my liver can process more of it um, and it's not going to ever end up in my blood. So actually up to the tune of about 50% less alcohol from any given like consumption of alcohol if what you is, didn't get anything beforehand. How much can you um, consume per hour? It's something like 10 milligrams an hour. I don't. I've plucked a number. I think ten milligrams. Mm, can't remember. Let's not go really quiet while we scan <laughs> the internet for that. Uh, Using Google to find answers is a. It's a great idea, but not when people are waiting on us. <laughs> <laughs> they want the answer too, though. All right. Well, you keep talking while I look. Then. <laughs> what about training? How will you modify your training around going out and getting drunk? Uh, well, if you want to do it in a very, very evidence-based way. Yeah. Okay, so this is the same day then. Same day. For both of us, this would be. Uh, you would want to leave as much space between your session and drinking as possible because alcohol um, basically entirely inhibits any sort of anabolic signaling that you get. So you would not adapt to a session. Say you did a session, went straight out, you wouldn't get much of an anabolic stimulus. So you wouldn't, like... Basically, you wouldn't recover from it, but especially yeah. if you're talking in terms of like any sort of hypertrophic stimulus. It's worth um, saying, like, 
exercise is exercise. Still. Yeah, this isn't saying that you shouldn't train. Um, but if you want to, if that session is like you want to get some specific adaptation from that session, which you probably do because that's what you're trying to achieve with every session anyway, really. But there are certainly times when you just train, like uh, lots of times when you do some training for the sake of doing training um, and like you're not that worried about the specific adaptation to that session. But let's say you've got, you're in like, the third out of a four, like a four-week cycle or something like that, and you need to, you need to do, you're doing sets of eight on a squat, and you, you've got a specific number that you got to hit, um, because the week after that, you have got the final block, the final week of the block, and you need to go two and a half kilos heavier that on that week, so you you need to hit that adaptation this week, um, so you probably want to put that session the next day when you're hungover. Um, and just and you feel terrible. And you feel terrible because by doing it the day before you get the day the day when you get drunk, um, you're basically going to inhibit all the cell signaling um, from that session, which means that you're not really going to get any adaptation from it. Um, obviously, you still do the exercise bout mm-hmm. and you still get all the benefits of that of that exercise, but you just don't get the actual like yeah cell signaling processes make us to, to, to come back stronger essentially for the for the for the following session so you like i said you're better off leaving any any session that there is a specific adaptation so if you're squatting in a squat block or anything like that until the day after when you're hungover um so obviously not to say that it's not worth training because it's almost mm-hmm. always worth doing something um but maybe if it's on the day that you're going to go out drinking you just do a sort of like a longer you know like sort of cardio style session yeah. We do lots of ones that are in like a sort of flow sessions where you do some cows, some press ups, some like like a mix of different things, um, just to sort of move and and like get your heart rate up a little bit. Yeah, so absolutely cool. fine. Um, and that's going to create a little bit of sync as well. I wonder if potentially if you did a like endurance session, if like you did a specific running session, you would adapt to it because the adaptation is a very different um, signaling process. Um, I do not know. It's not actually like um, an anabolic signaling process that you need to adapt to an endurance stimulus, is it? It's a very, it's a AMPK is a very different pathway. So I don't know if the AMPK pathway is actually shut down by alcohol. I shall look into that. But in any case, you're probably better off going for like a run or something like that on the day that you drink. Because the mTOR pathway completely shut down when from all anabolic signaling when you have I think so, pretty uh, much. Alcohol, yeah. Which is what, like when you do endurance training you basically shut down that yeah. pathway anyway didn't you mm-hmm. sorry I touched the cage I made <laughs> I made extra noise Tom will tell me off for that after that sounds dodgy <laughs> Tom tells us off when we make outside noise spoils his sound engineering I, I touched the cage <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah Tom and Reb have a giant cage in their kitchen is for waffles yeah, she's not that big. No, I think Reb would fit in there nicely, though. I would definitely fit in there. I'm not going to get it right now, but I got it the smaller one, to be fair. That I wonder what bigger. those puppy ears you were wearing before. <laughs> um, yeah, so that aside, like any particularly, uh, any session you want to like, have a particular adaptation from, from like a strength or hypertrophy point of view, it's probably better left to the day after when you're hungover. Even if you feel terrible, um, 
there's been quite a bit of research that actually in terms of like neuromuscular performance, so strength under a barbell, you'll actually perform pretty much as well as yeah. when you were fresh. Might just need slightly longer rest yeah. in between. And you might throw up a couple of times. Yeah. Despite knowing all this, I will still train the day before, personally. You do the specific session. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I don't want to train when I'm hungover. Mm. Yeah. To be fair, like anecdotally, I always feel much better if I do some kind of training when I'm hungover. But do it, the thought of doing like a hard session hungover is doesn't fill me with joy. I feel loads better after training when I'm hungover. Yeah. Feel awful, then you train, you feel great. Yeah. But, but like a hard, again. not a hard session, like a steady. I don't know. Just 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 any sort of training which gets your heart rate up a little bit. I feel fine afterwards, but like before, the thought of it is awful. I think it depends how hungover you are, to be honest. Yeah, obviously. I mean, I've been so, so hungover I couldn't get off the sofa because I'd just throw up if I moved. <laughs> I don't know that. That's that's what I was like when we did the uh, that competition. Oh my God, that was so bad. You, that was. I'll, uh, I'll, I don't I'll, know how I'll you link, got through that. I'll link a picture, um, but I my my face went grey. Yeah, <laughs> that was an yeah. unhealthy, that was an unhealthy look, wasn't it? An unhealthy glow. Yeah, would not recommend. But we won, so it's all good. We did win. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> For those that don't know, we did a squat, bench, and deadlift. Four minutes in your teams of three to do as many reps with a hundred kilos as you could, and um, things are going great. <laughs> And then once we deadlifted, Tom sat down, and literally, like, I, I, I it's, it's like you could see his skull. <laughs> the the funniest thing as well was Di was meant to play, but he was ill on the day, um, so he roped in a guy from Sweatbox called Ross who was drinking. Yeah, he he'd been in in the morning and done like a three hour bench press session, <laughs> and then had been basically been there since then drinking so he was like five or six cans deep and he decided to play with us yeah, that was, he did a good job didn't he top boy he did well done Ross yeah. well done Ross top lad he is a good boy very good boy uh, that's actually most of the ins and outs of how to get drunk not fat hmm. we've been over a type of alcohol mm -hmm. true how to structure your whole day mm. yep so in summary I want to get maximum drunk, least fat, a few protein meals, um, a little bit of fibre earlier in the day to help keep yourself full and more likely to actually be able to adhere until 7pm before you start getting smashed. Then spirits, diet mixer, try and have all those drinks in as short a space of time as possible. Maximum drunkness, minimum fatness. If yeah. you want to if you're being forced to go out drinking by the rugby boys. Being peer pressured. <laughs> or if you just want to like... I don't know how... Um, I actually don't... Do you, if you get... So you drink the same amount of alcohol, let's say, over the course of the two hours that you're out. Mm. One of them, do you do the second way and you have a massive five of them beforehand? Yeah. How's, how's your hangover? Uh, your hangover would be less. I guess. Why? You had less total blood alcohol, and total blood alcohol is the, like, basically the only way that you can determine, like, the severity of hangover the next day. Is it really? Yeah. Well, how much, how, how, how much it peaked? Or how how much high it... your blood alcohol still is, like, basically. Hmm. Um, 
Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you'd obviously still be hungover because you're, you're still digesting. The fact that you haven't got drunk as drunk off it doesn't mean you haven't digested it and absorbed yeah, exactly. all the calories or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, And I guess it's all been broken down into it, into the two different um, metabolites. So you're obviously still going to get sick. Yeah. But, um, yeah, to blood alcohol the next day is like how you determine how bad a hangover is. Hmm. So I imagine less hungover. Less hungover. So there is some sort of uh, evidence behind the idea of like lying in your stomach if you wanted to before that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, although doing it the traditional way of like having a massive like greasy meal is not really a really really bad idea. Mm. Unless you are happy to get really fat, get loads more fat, store loads more grams of fat on your body. Do you know it's always funny, right? When um, this makes me laugh. When you uh, people like, I you don't want to throw food away, right? So you're like, oh, there's some left. I'll just eat it. It's like surely it's better off in the bin than on on your body. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I often think that. I literally <laughs> think to myself, you're not. You're so full. Got like, mm. it's a little bit. It's like I don't know what. It, like uh, some crumble last night. There's like a quarter of a pie of crumble left and I'm like, so full, we could just put it in the bin. But I'm going to eat it and it's going to go on my body and I'm going to be annoyed on Tuesday. Well, the, the thing is, if it's like actually tasty food, then there's like, it's greedy, but it's like, you're probably going to do it. But it's like when people have something that doesn't even taste that good mm-hmm. and they feel like they should eat it because they bought it, it's like, it's so pointless. It's like, just throw it away, save the calories for something you actually like eating. Mm, yeah, for sure. Do you know what I've recently discovered? Because I never ever buy biscuits. Because mm-hmm. this is a terrible thing to buy. And I re- realised why. Because twice in the last week, someone's offered me biscuits. And I've then just like eaten fucking 20 hobnobs. Mm. And been like sat there, just annoyed with myself as I'm doing it. <laughs> take them away. I've even asked people to take them away. They've taken them away and put them in the kitchen. I've gone and got them. It's not far enough away, is it, the kitchen? Don't John, throw them out the window, friendly. When John last brought those biscuits to him, oh, they're all going to get eaten, great. It's impossible, not biscuits are the worst. Hobnobs, mm. so bad. Yeah, it's because it's they're like bite size as well, you're like, yeah. oh, one more. Yeah. Whereas if it's like That's the thing, you watch Amy eat a hobnob, yeah. I swear she managed to make a hobnob last like 20 bites. Amy? Yeah. Gosh. It's one bite in a hobnob. Two. One. Two. Two. One is silly. One is like, I'm just going to put it, I'm going to prove so I can eat it in one go. (laughs) Which is fine once, but you need to do it 20 times. (laughs) But I prefer having my mouth really, really full of stuff. Because you can put put one milky button in your mouth. Yeah, that's the best. It's so bad. It just makes me really angry doing that. Well, milky buttons are the best chocolate bar to eat for not consuming loads of calories it's you get a milky bar button you I can, can still get a bag of a large bag of jumbo ones in my mouth in one go yeah but you you can delay the consumption of a milky bar button a lot easier than you could like a bar of dairy milk nah you can yeah I, 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 I could do it and I quite enjoy it when I have them one at a time sometimes mm. but I have to be so mindful no. To actually do it that way, right? Yeah, just like it. I, I do, do like do that for like three or four. Then I just do, find like, have, like five of them. I've got to do it again. <laughs> trying to do that is an actively negative experience for me. Really? Yeah. You're such I, a I sit there being angry that like <laughs> I'm having to hold myself back. Having my mouth like overly full of food is one of my favourite feelings. 
So depriving myself of that is awful. Like eating a smarty at a time. Like it, it's not. It's not like it's not neutral. It's not like not as good. Yeah, it's yeah. actively bad. Mm. It upsets me. That's why the other day I tried to put a whole tube of smarties yeah. in my mouth and almost died. To be, to be fair, there is um, humans rate their highest amounts of happiness during eating mm. and then um, sex. For sure. That's why the happiest. Eating followed by sex or? No, eating. No, so there, 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 <laughs> I sometimes eat ice cream during sex. There was a study that was done and um, basically they had, had like uh, pages on people and they would have to like rank their um, happiness at each time. Yeah. And so like they would rank their happiness highest when they were either having sex or when they were eating. Obviously not really surprising that the, the, the two greatest things you can do with your time. <laughs> The only way you can simulate the same things is through, like, drugs, drugs essentially. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Which is it's why like, you'd want to get drunk. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, eating and having sex, essentially what we're put on this planet to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah, but I, I definitely can't have one milky button at a time because of that. I do. I I would ra- much rather have none of something than like definitely not enough of something. Mm. And one at a time feels just like not enough. Mm. Constantly feels like not enough. Yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> Which is odd. Yeah, I can't delay gratification with food at all. I'm so bad at it. Mm. Better with sex than better at delaying gratification with sex than food, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a surprise, though. Because, uh... like, because, like, with, 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 with sex, like, there, 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 there is a, there is a time when it's, um, you have like a proper refractory period, mm. whereas you don't get that with food. Women to have don't have a refractory period. No, yeah, true. Men's do, though. Men's do. So it's relevant to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you know that you. So you know that it's only it's it's, it's a it's a like you're gonna have to you go, you go once and then you're gonna have to refract. Yeah. So it's quite. It seems a lot easier to delay that. Yeah, 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 yeah. If it's like you're only gonna have this one bit of cake. Only one. You have it now. We'll have it in a or in two hours. You're. It's the same thing, but you got to stick out two hours worth of waiting before you can have it. That's annoying. That, that actually just contradicts what I'm saying anyway. To be fair. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. hmm. <laughs> Interesting. There's one to think on. Yeah. Philosophy for you. That completely contradicts what I was saying. But I would still much rather wait for sex than wait for cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's just like magnitude of stuff, isn't it? Like at the end of the day, you can have cake. Hmm. Like sex is better than cake, isn't it? For sure. <laughs> or good sex. Yeah. Like no matter how good cake is, it's never going to match sex. Unlikely. This is like terrible sex. <laughs> how good would the cake have to be, and how bad would the sex? Have to be? <laughs> I've definitely had sex that I would have, even like store-bought cake instead of once. Once. And then most of the other sex it'd have to be a pretty damn good cake to get close to the worst sex you have to know about this experience off air I reckon <laughs> I, <definitely laughs> off air. I think I've told you to be fair probably have 
Um, so, back to getting drunk at Christmas. Um, our take-homes. Uh, plan ahead, because a lot of the stuff we've talked about, mm. you're going to need to like know when you're going out in advance to implement it. Um, the day you're going out, no matter what your goal, pretty much minimise any fat consumption. Yeah. Um, because that is going to get preferentially stored as fat, even if you're in a deficit, it will get laid down as fat. Um, and then on top of that, be in a deficit as well. Uh, you can't lay down new muscle tissue, even if you're in a surplus and you've trained, because uh, you basically shut off any of those anabolic signals when you um, drink. So definitely be in a deficit, even if your goal is to bulk at the time, still not going to be useful for you. Um, Which is why it is very important to consume protein. Yeah in the day leading up to, or the day before you go out because otherwise you'll be in a pretty big net loss of muscle over the course of that 24 hours because mm-hmm. it is quite um, a catabolic signal and then if you are Ali and you want to get as drunk as possible and minimise fat loss uh, minimise fat gain then pretty much just lean protein and some fibre early on in the day mm-hmm. and then just protein a few hours before when you go out you want to have a pretty empty stomach and you want to have clear spirits pretty much only clear spirits diet mixers and you want to neck them all pretty much straight off the bat and then you're so drunk that all the decisions that you make you won't remember anyway so yeah it doesn't matter <laughs> at that point um yeah we're not really going to bother trying to say yeah how to make like decision making on like kebabs and stuff on the way home because if you've got hammered it's a bit out of your hands. So. If you're more aware that almost all of that stuff will be stored as body fat and um, the signal to, you've eaten some protein, the signal to actually build some tissue is kind of non-existent, then maybe you'll maybe. reconsider. But it's, 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 at the end of the day, it still boils down to calories in, calories out. for where they made at that yeah, point. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> if you planned ahead properly, it should be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are on a night out, you don't know exactly how much you're going to be drinking. Um, there's a bit of peer pressure. You're not necessarily, you don't, you don't want to get hammered, you just on a night out. Um, you want to make sure that that meal you have just before you go out uh, is quite a large in terms of volume. Um, you're going to have lots of lean protein and lots of fibrous veg um, to minimize how quickly uh, that alcohol gets to your blood. Um, and you're going to want to space your drinks out as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Solid summary. That's pretty much it. That's it. Uh, any? Oh, actually, we did have some questions that we should answer oh, really? as well. Yeah. Um, who is the best and worst drinker of hybrid? <laughs> best drinker. I think this depends on yeah, your. How, how do you rank it? Yeah. Tom. I think in from most people's uh, ranking system, I think Ali would be the worst in terms of mm. how most people would rank. Like, because you just won't drink when you like mm-hmm. you don't want to. Um, in terms of minimising fat gain and drinking cleverly, you might be the best. Mm, maybe. Highly likely he's the best at that. <laughs> <laughs> Highly likely he hates beer. So. Yeah. Beer is the worst. I reckon, I reckon TNT is the best drinker, to be fair, in terms of... Because you love a drink. You love every so often. You love a drink. I love a drink every so often. <laughs> it, depends what, it does depend what you mean, doesn't it? When, yeah. when I need to, I can put a shift in, but... <laughs> It's his favourite, though. He loves a drink. He does love a drink. Mm. Not more than, like, two beers, though. Two mm. beers is, like, a limit for beers, and then you've got to move on. 
just depends if I let myself drink. I'll, like, the thing is, I'll have done everything in my power to avoid this social situation in the run-up to it, won't I? Yeah. Do you remember how scared I was for my own stag team? I had a great time at the end. Yeah, it was, it was a scary thought. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't as scared as you were. <laughs> you fucking cycled to it and got a puncture to try and avoid it. <laughs> I did miss the first two outs, which is, seemed to be the most aggressive drinking. <laughs> we did some of the most aggressive drinking yeah. in that time. To be fair, you turned up just in time for neck a triple. That's true. That's because I wanted to get drunk, not fat. <laughs> Fasted. Cycled. Right 40 kilometres or something, where it was. What else have we got? Our favourite drinks. Um, favourite, not considering uh, calories, uh, Magito. I love a Magito. You do love Magito. Did yeah. you know that's a classic sign of a tourist? <laughs> <laughs> that is a classic sign of a tourist. We um, um, you can tell it, that story. Yeah, it was, it was probably worth it, isn't it? That was funny. You can tell it. It happened to you. I know, but it's not quite as uh, funny coming from me. Because you, ex- you experienced the whole thing and the shock on my face. We went to a, um, a really nice restaurant, but quite... Uh, a snooty restaurant in Barcelona. So snooty. And Ali yeah. had just discovered that he did actually like a cocktail called a mojito. Uh, so he ordered it and the um, waitress looked at him, cocked her head and went, we don't serve mojitos. That's the classic sign of a tourist. <laughs> the, the funniest thing though is they had all the ingredients they might need for a mojito but they wouldn't serve it to it. It's unbelievable. And also, not, not only that, but before that I'd asked for a Diet Coke which they said they haven't got. Which is why I then was like, alright, oh, I'll have a mojito. Mm. We don't, so we don't sell that. It's a classic sign of a tourist. <laughs> and they had all, like Tom said, they had all the ingredients. It was unbelievable. Couldn't have a mojito. Wouldn't give it to you. You almost walked out, didn't you? I was so mad. Oh, she, <laughs> that waitress was she so... Was a, yeah, she was awful. She, she was definitely a knobhead. The guy who owned it was lovely, though. Yeah. yeah. And the food was amazing, yeah. to be fair. Mm. Um, so if Ali wasn't such a tourist, it would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, favourite drink for getting for taste, Magito. Um, and most frequently consumed drink, probably a Captain Morgan's and Coke Zero. Uh, what's yours, Tom? Um, cocktail wise, you can't beat an espresso martini, can you? He loves a martini. Yeah, love an so espresso, espresso martini. martini. They are, they're great. Are you going for cocktails? Uh, no, I was just saying, like, oh, okay. I, I wouldn't drink that very often, but do do quite like them on the odd yeah, Can we share another sleep? little gem with people? Ooh, a DIY days. espresso martini oh, recipe. No. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Tom discovered how to make your own delicious espresso martini for what can only be, I guess, about 20p a serving. <laughs> um, instant coffee, honey and vodka shaken in a filter coffee. Um, <laughs> really? Jug. We were quite drunk at this point. <laughs> so it probably didn't taste quite as good as we delicious, thought it did. <laughs> To be fair, it depends on how much honey you put in so yeah. like, and how drunk you are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we make espresso I, martinis I, with instant coffee. <laughs> it's not the best, but you can do with an espresso machine, shot of coffee, shot of um, Kahlua, shot of vodka, and that's actually pretty decent. Really? Mm. Well, it is basically. What's Kahlua? That basically is it, yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like a homemade one. <laughs> uh, that's your favourite drink? Um, yeah, and then I quite like a, like a crisp lager as well. A crisp lager. A pilsner, if you will. Pilsner. I like a pilsner. A pilsner. Um, I think my favourite is probably... 
like some sort of red wine. No, really? Nothing like too fancy, but I quite like it. To, like as an enjoyment thing, I mm. like glass of red with a meal or something like that. To be fair, I do really like mulled wine. Mulled <laughs> wine is delicious. Yeah, mulled wine with a shot of amaretto in it. Mm. Great. Um, and then I hardly ever drink purely to get yeah. really drunk. So, but I'd still rather a Coke Zero. Well, that's fine. Yeah. Mm. What yeah. would you rather? No, sometimes I like yeah, exactly. to have a drink. Mm. It's, it's less regular than it used to be, but like, yeah, sometimes I do still. I understand wanting a drink to have a drink. Yeah. Even if it is just going to be like two or three drinks. Mm-hmm. I do understand that. Um, if I drink upside down, in brackets, handstand, yeah. does it reverse the calories cause gravity? Um, so when I was in uni, <laughs> we actually did, we had a funnel. Uh, and we did handstand funnels, and it's really hard and really unpleasant, but I can guarantee you get as drunk, if not a little bit more, because you're a bit dizzy from being upside down. <laughs> it's just awkward because the liquid's got to go upwards. That sounds awful. Yeah, that sounds really bad. Yeah. Um, essentially, I think no. No. No matter what <laughs> plane you're in, you get the same amount of calories from your alcohol, I'm afraid. Um would you rather drink all day or sprint on an assault bike all day? Mm. You couldn't sprint on an assault bike all day. Yeah. By definition, that's impossible. Um, also, I'm going to name and shame Aaron. You should know that you can't sprint all day. Yeah. You're really clever. That's a ridiculous <laughs> thing to ask. But would you rather drink all day? Definitely or drink all day. Assault bike all day. Yeah, yeah, drink drink all day is like actually fun. Yeah, I, I don't Do know you? if he means like this is 24 hours of constantly swallowing alcohol. Or you'd die. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, definitely. Um, Hyponatremia. <laughs> yeah. Or alcohol poisoning. So you've got, you got two things. Something that will make you die or something impossible. <laughs> Anyone? Uh, we do. Some that we uh, we can use for other episodes. But the last one. Uh, what are the best mince pies? Not lowest cows or highest protein. Are there protein mince pies? If, if someone has made a yeah, fucking protein mince pie. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, just seven out of seven absolutely banging mince pies. My mum's. She making these commercially available? Um, <laughs> not, not that I know of. For people on the hybrid program, she could make a batch and we could send them out. That <laughs> one's unbelievable. I didn't, I didn't really know. Um, I don't know. I haven't tried enough any, uh, no. commercial ones yet. Yeah. So tell you what, are terrible though. I won't name them because that's really mean. Maybe they. Well, the Franchi one we had. The yeah, day. the one Awful. Beck won an Instagram competition. Oh yeah, they're terrible. Honestly, mate, like. Really bad. So bad. It's like a proper like boutique bakery. Just make nice things. They were so bad. I hate when you go to like really posh little bakeries and places like that and actually it's terrible. Mm, It's annoying. And it's only because it looks nice that they try to play. Mm. Yeah, that made me really angry. That was my first mince pie of the year and it was absolutely terrible. I've had one yet to be fair. Should we go buy some? (laughs) You should probably need to get a set of mince pies definitely for Saturday. We yeah, definitely to, do for the winter games. To be fair, I think the only other mince pie I've had this year so far was a gluten-free one, and it was actually better than that frangipan one, wow. which is saying something. Yeah. Just... That is terrible, <laughs> isn't it? Ooh, panettone soon as well. Yeah, oh, yeah that's true. Yeah. Right, let's talk about panettone off air. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for listening, guys. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed that episode, then please like and share us with all your friends. Um, who no doubt will find that episode just as useful as you did. Uh, I think that is everything. Yep. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.